This is the new and improved forgiveness. I just want to apologize so to you sorry. again, tell you how I'm sorry I am about the mistake. And if there's anything at all I can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask. Come along, Howard. Time for your lobotomy. I'm not sorry I took the money! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Pickleball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cowley. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about MLP. So as I'm sure everybody's heard, there's a bunch of new MLP teams. We saw the draft. Now the teams are chosen, and we're just kind of anticipating the next season. There's been plenty of talk about what teams are good, who to kind of expect in the final rounds and all that, but I thought it'd be fun if we could talk about who is not going to do so good. Everybody's going to make their predictions on their top teams. I say I'm going to make my prediction on the top five worst teams, and I'm going to bet on them to play terrible. I don't know if this is a fun way to watch pickleball, but we're going to find out, so let's go through it. All right, so first we'll start off by talking about the premier level, which I got to say, I don't understand. Premier level, they couldn't have thought of a better name for it. I don't know. I guess it's better than like the better one and the not so good one. Like the Challenger League, I don't know. I guess it kind of makes sense. But then they're going to flip-flop, and then the better people are in the Challenger League, and then the Premier League is the bottom one. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, But anyways, this is the name of... This group of teams, the top one. So let's go through the premiere. So let's start to talk about this. All right. So obviously everybody's duper rating is up here. And if, I mean, if you just want to go off the statistics, Team Cabo is the worst team. But, I mean, if you kind of look at who's in here, I mean, they have Simone. Even though, let's be real, she's what, like 45? How is she not playing in the senior level yet? And then there's Elise Jones, and I don't know. I'm kind of rooting for her ever since we heard about what happened with Catherine Parento. All right, so this is the Cabo team. Oh, boy. I could see why this is the lowest-ranked team. Although, I don't know. I mean, Jay Devillier ain't bad. But, I mean, we could start off with Simone. Look, she's 43 years old. I don't even know if she could hang in there. I mean, she's pretty good when she plays, but might be a little tough. Elise Jones, she's not much better. She's already at 35. What is with Elise Jones falling on the ground all the time? Can we talk about this for a second? I feel like every time I watch a clip of Elise Jones or I'm watching her play, she's just on the ground. It's like, I know she trains with Dane Gingrich. Is he just teaching her to just roll all over the place to get her reset? She's great at like digging out low shots, but I feel like I've seen her on the ground at least three times a match. Like, genuine trying to, like, put a number on it. I would say on average three times per match. Honestly, three times probably per game. She's just rolling on the ground. And she's so funny. She's, like, helpless on the ground sometimes. I don't know why she does that, but interesting strategy. She's the pro. I'm not. Anyways, who else we got in here? Jay Devilliers, the flying Frenchman. Oh, I'm Jay Devilliers. Oh, I play pickleball. Oh, I'm so massive. Oh, I take up 95% of the court, even though sometimes I'm not as good at doing it as Ben Johns. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, he's pretty good, but 
he kind of annoys me. I feel like he he does the Ben Johns thing where you take up like ninety nine percent of the court. Great strategy. Most people understand it if you watch pro pickleball, but he just like doesn't execute it. It's kind of disappointing when he plays with someone like Jesse Irvin. Like, oh man, I feel like he's holding her back. And then uh, who else we got on this team? And we got Eric Lang. Who the hell is that? I mean, I know who he is. He plays with a head paddle. For some reason, that bothers me so much. I don't understand why anybody would play with a head paddle. He's also 41. Dude is old. He looks like a dad. He looks honestly like he could be Colin Johns' older brother. Like, look at him. Look at that picture, doesn't that? Like, he looks like he could be more like Colin Johns' brother more than Ben is. I don't know. He just looks like a dorky tennis dude. But, hey, we'll see what the Cabo can do. I'm not too excited about it but i have to say i think that they are probably well we'll rank them at the end i'm gonna go through the my my five worst and then we'll rank them all at the end so that's definitely one in the loop for worst team okay so the next team i want to talk about is the atx pickleballers i don't even know what atx means is that austin texas i guess what a weird logo the rainbow okay i get it i don't know if you want to do rainbow that's fine it's just unimpressive all around and all right i mean let's go through the people on this list who's on the who's on this team all right well the biggest standout for sure is jw johnson he's gonna kill it he always does i mean he's only 20 years old too you know there's so many good young pickleball players like jw johnson is literally a robot built for pickleball i mean the guy is on another level but the question is can he carry this whole team i don't know if he can that's why i'm putting them in the the the, the top five worst teams for mlp because here's the thing i mean gabriel tardio dude is really good but i've only seen him really dominate at the next gen thing i don't know if you ever watched the next gen it's like the little kids pickleball why am i saying little kids they're teenagers there's like you know high school kids young adults i don't know but they're all very young and they do the next gen thing at the chicken and pickle and yeah he's been he was the number one guy there but i don't know i remember seeing him play at the last mlp or one of the last mlp events the one in newport i was there live i watched him play he's pretty good but i don't know if he's gonna be able to hang in there i don't think that he could really do much in a doubles match with you know either of the kawamoto twins so we'll see if he can hang there. He's going to eventually be a great pickleball player, but right now he's just like some, quite honestly, he's probably just like a, I don't know, I'm going to say a dumb high schooler, but he's just like your average bro in high school. You know, honestly, he kind of reminds me of like what I might have been like if I was a pro pickleball player in high school. Just, you know, like ADD as a personality type. You know what I mean? He just like seems like he's all over the place, just kind of like doing risky stuff because he's just trying to have fun uh but either way i mean one day he'll be good not sure if it's gonna be this year and then the other two people are the kawamoto twins i'll be real with you i don't know who either one of them are i i okay i guess we're seeing that jackie has a higher jupa rating i don't know the difference and i that's like every other twin right but either way i mean I, they're not that impressive they can hang in there but i don't know it's just kind of a weird I, i'll tell you what if you split them up, they'd be even worse. They're probably better that they're together. That might give them some other twin powers, some, some twin superpowers, but I don't know if they're going to do much more than that. It's also kind of weird. I was thinking, I'm like, I think I remember the Kawamoto twins being on the ATX pickleball, ATX pickleballers 
last year. So I don't know if they got like an in with the owner or something and they just like vibe with the owner and they want to be with that owner. Maybe that's why they got drafted, but either way, I got to say, I'm not looking to, uh, this team is not looking too good for me. So they're definitely in my top five for worst team. All right, so the next team is the Mad Drops, the LA Mad Drops. First off, why is there like a location to these teams? Do they have like a home court? They don't, right? And then what? It's the owners, wherever the owners are from. Aren't there like a ton of different owners? Are they all from the same city? Do they just decide on one and pick one? Honestly, it's a little bit manipulative because I'm in Los Angeles. This is where I live. And you're telling me this is the team for, for here, for Los Angeles? I don't want to root for them. Why would I root for them? They have nothing to do with Los Angeles. I don't, even know, I don't even know who their owners are. Maybe they live in Los Angeles. What do I care? So, anyways, I'm going to ignore the fact that they're from L.A. and talk shit about them regardless. So, let's go through it. So, the Mad Drops, the obvious big person on here is going to be Catherine Parento. I mean, she's dirty. There's no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, she's good enough to hold an entire team down. But I got to say, her surrounding cast here is a little lackluster. I mean, we'll start with Irina. I don't know what to think about her. I feel like everybody kind of hypes her up as somebody who's really good. But every time I watch her, I've never really been impressed. I don't know. I mean, she's, like, good. But she's never really podiums, like, in most tournaments. I'm sure she has a few. But I don't know. She just kind of seems more of, like, a really cool aunt for a team. Like, if she was on my team for Major League Pickleball, I'd probably be excited because she seems cool. She must smoke weed, right? I'd be so disappointed if she didn't smoke weed. I mean, she wears, like, these type of hats, whatever you call those, like, skateboard. She looks like she skateboards. I think that's why I think she smokes weed. I don't know why I got to correlate the two, but I don't know. I mean, look at her eyes. She looks like she's baked right now. Like, am I wrong about that? She definitely looks a little baked. You know who else always looks stoned, too, while we're on the topic? I got to say, okay, there's two people who I'm, like, I'm convinced that they are stoned before a game. Number one, the most obvious to me, if it is true, is Dylan Frazier. Look at that dude when he's playing. I mean, he just looks stoned. Like, he just, pothead to pothead, I just, I feel like I got a connection. I've realized that it seems like he's getting a little baked. Maybe some edibles. The other one, J.W. Johnson. And they're best buddies, from what we could tell, I guess. I don't know their personal life maybe they're not really friends but it seems like they're friends and it seems like they get along and they laugh and giggle with each other i could totally see them taking edibles and that's why they're just so like laser focused locked in you know and they're always pounding the cbd drinks too i'm like you know what i think that they're a little bit maybe it helps them play pickleball who knows maybe i'm completely wrong and they just are a little bit tired and have red eyes i don't know either way I think it's fair to say that Arena is getting baked on and off the court. All right, who else we got? We got Julian Arnold. Andiamo. Okay, first off, can we talk about the Andiamo thing? What the fuck is up with that? The first time I saw Julian Arnold, I actually got, like, really excited because I'm an Italian. Is Andiamo Italian or is that Spanish? I don't even know. Either way, I was like, oh, look at this dude. He's just screaming this word out. That's his catchphrase. How cool is that, right? I'm thinking he's some foreigner. Coming over to America, living the American dream. He's going to make it in pro pickleball. And then I hear this dude in an an interview, and he's like, well, actually, uh, we pulled off the win, and it was very tough. I'm like, oh, you just are American. Why do you say Andiamo? That's such a weird little catchphrase to have if you don't speak 
that language, whatever language it is. I think it's Spanish. Is it Spanish? It probably is. Yeah, I thought, I was like, you know what, Arnold? I don't know what kind of last name that's from. Hmm, but I won't judge. I won't judge. And then I heard him talking. I'm like, oh, nope, you're just saying different languages while playing. And that's cool. It's just interesting choice on Diamo. Regardless, it kind of made me not like him as much once I found that out. Uh, but he's been playing really good lately, and it's kind of won me back over. Um, so I will say that I think he's definitely the second best player on this team right now, um, even though Duper would disagree with me. And it looks like Thomas Wilson is actually the uh, higher rating in Duper. But I don't know. I've seen Thomas Wilson play a few times. Um, I don't see anything that's like, I don't know. I just don't get excited over him. You know, I really don't think that he's going to be able to hold it down with anyone. I would imagine that he'd probably play doubles with Catherine just to kind of, you know, give Julian Arnold to Arena. But either way, I think even if he's playing with her, I don't know if that's enough to beat, you know, some of the better matchups that they have. Um, he looks like a good guy, though. Like, I want to root for him. I think I saw that he has a golden retriever. That makes me like him. You know, like, I want him... To succeed because he has a dog, I don't know. I guess maybe that's part of it, but it's just a weird thing with pickleball. It's not like any other sport. If you have like a favorite football team or baseball or basketball team, it's probably because you grew up around that or you have a relative that grew up around that, but you like root for the team. This is kind of weird new territory where we have teams and there's locations, but we don't have any like baggage attached to that. You know, they're all just kind of like generic and random. You know, and we're just following these players, and it's like, well, do you like that player or do you not like that player? It's kind of match-by-match basis. Like, do I like this team or do I like that team more? You know, and it's like when you really think about what factors into who you want, a lot of it is their personality. Like, it's shitty as that is to say. It should probably be about who you like pickleball styles, but I don't know. I guess we're all rooting for someone that, you know, is relatable to us and we see as ourselves. You know, and I don't know, not that I see Thomas Wilson as myself at all, uh, because I don't even have a dog, but I remember him having a dog and being like, you know what, that makes me root for him a little bit more. So word of advice for any pro pickleball players, if you have a dog, show us, we will root for you and give you likes on your social media, which is important for, I don't know, sponsorship deals. So it translates to money. So get a dog as an investment. So you can make more money. Anyways, that is the Mad Drops out of Los Angeles, which also, before I move on, can we, can, can I talk about something else here? Let's go through this. I, I, I want to show you something. As someone who lives in LA, California, let's just count all the teams that are from California. It's a little bit ridiculous. So first off, you have the California Black Bears or BLQK Bears. Then you have the Frisco Clean Cause, San Francisco. God, I hate that Frisco thing. You have Los Angeles, the Mad Drops. You have SoCal, Hard Eights. I mean, it's like, if I'm in Los Angeles, like, what team do I root for? Do I root for the Los Angeles team? Do I root for the SoCal team? Or do I root for the California team? It's like, you got the state, you got half the state, and then you have your city. It's just a little bit much. So, either way, I don't care about where they're from. So, I'm just going to root for whoever has the most dogs, I guess. Anyways, moving on. All right, next up, let's talk about the Frisco Clean Cause. Not only one of the worst teams, but one of the worst team names. Frisco. Ugh. 
and clean cause. I don't know. I'm, I don't drink alcohol, but you really got to shove it in everybody's face. Oh, it's about being sober. I don't know. It's I think it's a product too or something. I don't know shit about it, but it just, you know, you see clean and you're just like projecting your, you know, your virtue signaling on me. I don't know. I don't really care that much, but it's just it's one of those things are just, I'm not invited to like this team name. You know, it's just one of those like, oh, I feel like I have to be like, mm, that's a good cause. Yeah, we all want to be clean. I don't know. I smoke weed. Caffeine's a drug. Who's really sober? You know, it's basically my point. Anyways, let's start talking about the team because that's what really matters. So, as you can see on here, two strong men, but not so strong women. Uh, Yana, I really don't know much about her other than that whole lob thing that happened. You know, where she lobbed it onto... Uh, who was it? Lee Waters. And Lee Waters was not happy about it. Other than that, I mean, I don't know. I actually saw her one time on a podcast. I forgot whose podcast she was on. Oh, it was the uh, Do It Right podcast. Pretty good show. Um, with Rob Nunnery and Matt Stone. Shout out to them. Uh, but yeah, she went on there and kind of talked about that whole situation. And that was my introduction to her. And I've seen her play like, I don't know, maybe once or twice. Nothing too imp impressive. Which, I don't know, I feel like I've said that a thousand times. Not too impressive, not too impressive. If It's very impressive to me. Like I said, I'm like a 3-2, you know? Like, all this is impressive. But I guess I'm just talking about in terms of, like, comparing them to other pros out there. I don't think she's really going to do much for them. Same thing with Lena. I don't know how you pronounce her last name. Pomegranate? I don't know. Lena Pomegranate, she is nothing special i've seen her actually play at the newport event last year and i remember watching her and be like oh who's this i've never seen her and you know i never really remembered too much about her you know she's just honestly like at this point in pickleball there's kind of just like you got like your top tier you know ben johns anna lee and then you got like another tier below that you know some of these like b level players and then below that it's like I don't know, mostly like another level down of like C players who are all kind of the same. And then you got like, there's like a few slots left and that's when they just plug in people like Lena Pomegranate, you know, and, and uh, who was the other dude that we talked about in the beginning that was uh, Colin Johns's actual brother. I even remember that dude's name. He plays with the head paddle. Who knows? Whatever. He, he was on Cabo. I think it was another dude who's just like kind of the lower tier. That's just like, Hey, we have another spot. <laughs> There's nobody else, you know? So, like, they're the best that's available. But I don't really think that, you know, once more pros start coming into pickleball and the level starts to build up, I think people like this are going to probably not be around. Unless, I don't know. You know, there's always room for improvement. But, yeah, I don't I don't think she's – she's definitely not the strongest one on the team. Let's just stay positive and say that. Those are my thoughts on it. You know, I got to say, though, you know, people like Zane and Matt, those guys are obviously really good. Uh, I hate Matt Wright with a passion. I think he's really annoying, dorky, and uh, just overall unlikable. Even if he had a dog, I would not like him. But I can't deny talent when talent is there. He is really, really good. And it's going to be interesting to see him teamed up with Zane for the men's doubles. I think they're going to do a lot of damage. But the problem is... Once the women play and even some of these mixed matches, I really don't see them doing much with it. So that's why this team is going to be in my top five for worst teams. Zane is going to be 
a wild card because he won an MLP event. I think he won two of them, right? So, you know, he's coming in with experience and, you know, I don't know. Maybe that could kind of push them over the ledge. I'm saying never to. I'm saying never to. Hi, guys. I won a tournament last year. You guys should listen to me. I don't know. That's that's what I think of Zane. I feel like he just has like a little baby voice. I have a baby voice too sometimes. I don't know. I, I'm, but uh, anyways, I'm not sorry about that. Zane, you have a you have a baby voice, but it's okay. You're good at pickleball. I'm talking to him like he's listening to this. He could care less about this. Zane, never too? Yeah, you guys should get in Franklin X40. Anyways, moving on. Who do we got up next? All right, so my final team in the top five worst teams in Major League Pickleball, this one comes with a little asterisk. Okay, there's a little bit of a caveat to this one, the hard eights. The hard eights are actually a really good team. But the thing is, for the first game, they're not going to have the Newman brother and sister. Are they twins? I was going to say Newman twins. I think they're twins. I don't know. The Newman siblings are not going to be there. They're like in Australia or something. How much are they getting paid? They must be getting pretty good money in Australia if they're going to just skip out on a major league pickleball event to go to there. But I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, if we're looking at this roster right now, you know, Mary Brasha and AJ Kohler, I mean, they're good. AJ Kohler is really good. But I mean, like, who is going to be the Newman's replacements? I Who... Who would fill in for them? I know that the way it works is like there's reserve players and they kind of get passed around to every team based on who needs them, you know, but I mean, you know, who is going to be that person? Last year I remember was Lacey Schneeman. Uh, is it her? Like, is she available for that? As far as I know, I thought that the tournament works where, you know, both the Premier and the Challenger level are playing at the same time. So it's not even like you could have someone from the Challenger League kind of bump up real quick and go to that. I'm thinking we're probably going to have a player or two who are going to be, like, really low level. <laughs> like, didn't get drafted in the Challenger League, which means, yikes, it might not be so good. I mean, there were some good players that didn't get drafted in the uh, in the Challenger League. So, you know, they have that available, I guess. The only way I could see this team not being in the bottom five and even as i think about it i'm like i don't even know if i really could commit to this but i think it's worth saying i th I think if paris todd came in and was a reserve and she could fill in for Lindsay, it's possible that they could be like the top six worst teams because <laughs> i mean who would they still have as a guy i don't know if aj Kohler could hold it down you know with like a you know a five five duper rating dude but you know, that that's one way that they could kind of wiggle out of that tough spot they're in. But without someone like that, I mean, this is honestly, this will probably be the worst team in that first tournament because they don't have their two, well, ones are their two best people, but Lindsay and Riley are really good, especially together. Um, and without that, hey, they're, they're fucked. They're fucked that first tournament. But they knew that. They knew that. And Riley Newman is so good that they literally, they're like, all right, we're going to draft him even though he's not available for this first game. He's literally not available for 33% of what we need him for. But we're so confident in how good he is. We'll take him. And we're so confident in how good he is. We'll even get his sister. Because we know that that would be like a really good matchup. So anyways, that's a interesting bet that, the, uh, that they took on him. And we'll see if it pays off. Uh, but for this first tournament, 
they ain't going to do shit. So, anyways, those are the five teams that I picked for the worst teams of Major League Pickleball. Now, let's go through and decide what is the order because I'm going to set this in stone and we're going to remember it. And at the end of the year, we're going to go back and see if we got this right. So, let's see. Who do we have first? All right, so here we go. The five. I'm going to go from order of best of the worst to worst of the worst. So, coming in at the number five spot. Got to do it. We're going to go with the Los Angeles Mad Drops. I think they're the best of the worst of the five. So, We'll see what happens. I really think Catherine Parento is just too good to be one of the worst teams. I mean, I can't imagine them being that bad, but I still think they're probably in the bottom five. Next team, number four spot, Cabo. I don't know why their logo's not coming up, but it's this team. I don't know. I mean, they're the worst rating on Duper, uh, but for some reason, I think that their age actually could help them composure wise i guess i'm just trying to justify them as being the fourth spot even though they're the worst team duper wise uh but i i just i don't know about this team they're just nothing uh nothing really too exciting here i don't know sometimes jay is just i feel like he's really good but he just hasn't quite unlocked his potential that's what it just feels like every time i watch him um and then i don't know simone's kind of on her way out we talked about it but anyways you know that's the number four one number three for the worst team in Major League Pickleball this year is going to be the Frisco Clean Cause. You know, as we talked about, I really don't think that Yana and Lena Pomegranate are able to kind of hold it down with Zane and Matt. Although I didn't, you know, I think this team honestly is pretty bad. But I didn't want to rule out the ability for Matt and Zane to kind of rally the team together. I actually really think that Matt is going to be a really good teammate everybody even though he's an insufferable douchebag i actually think that they're all gonna have a good time and you know have some good chemistry the zane understands that side of the game i think you know and it goes to show he's won twice now so i mean statistically i think that's a pretty fair assumption to say that they are not going to be the worst team but they will be in the top three worst teams moving on to number two the atx pickleballers this one pains me because I really like J-Dub. I mean, he's just so good. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He's so funny to watch, too, in all the interviews that he does. He loves saying, uh, and, you know, he loves, uh, what's the other word that he always says? Uh, uh, oh, gosh, why is it slipping my mind right now? Anyways, he just has some funny interviews. Um, oh, obviously, that's the word he always, why couldn't he remember it? He's always saying, obviously, uh, obviously, uh, obviously. I made a compilation. I put it on Instagram. Go check that out. He says it a lot. Anyways, he's just like the most interesting person because he's like literally a robot, has no emotions, but he's so good, has the quickest hands. He's like one of those people that, like, I'm rooting for him to be better than Ben Johns. I don't know how many other players are out there that there's a possibility for that, but if there's one, it's going to be him. Uh, and it just cracks me up that he's so good and he is so terrible on a microphone. He's so awkward and cringy that it's entertaining. But anyways, I think uh, that the Kawamoto twins eh, ain't going to do much and a 17-year-old Tardio just ain't quite it. So top two worst teams. Uh, 
ATX Pickleballers. And that is going to leave us to the last and final and the worst team in Major League Pickleball for 2023. It's a SoCal Hard 8s. And like I said, this is only because the Newmans are not going to be there for that first game, our first tournament. Um, and I mean, there's just no way that whoever the replacement is is going to be able to hang in there with some of these other teams. So I really think that they are going to actually end up being the worst team in that first tournament. And they'll probably just go right to the top three teams in the next two. So uh, I don't think they have anything to worry about. But for this first tournament, they are what I believe will be the worst team in Major League Pickleball. So that is going to do it. Hope you enjoyed that first episode. Uh, talking about the worst teams in Major League Pickleball. Uh, if you're interested in more content like this, go ahead and check out some of my other videos. And if not, well, thank you for watching all the way to this point. Uh, I guess we'll part as friends. Uh, but for everybody else, we'll see you next episode. Thanks for watching the Sorry Not Sorry podcast. Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. Forgiveness